you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Tali Zorovas, Normandy. I am glad you came. I could delay them only so long. Auntie Ron, Shepherd Vas Normandy, this is Admiral Shalaran Vas Tonbe. She's a friend of my father's. Wait, Ron, you called me Vas Normandy. I am afraid I did, Tally. The Admiralty Board moved to have you tried under that name, given your departure from the Nemo. I take it being associated with the human ship is a bad sign. They stripped me of my ship name. That's as good as declaring me exiled already. It's not over yet, Tally. You have friends who still know you as Tally Zoravas Nima. Whatever we must call you legally. You're an admiral. Does that mean you're one of the judges? I'm afraid not. My history with Tally and her father forced me to recuse myself. I imagine father had to do the same. You'll see inside, Tally. For my part, I moderate and ensure that the rules of protocol are followed, but I have no vote in the judgment. I guess we should get started. Does Tally have a defense counselor? Someone who speaks for her side? Indeed she does, Captain Shepard. She is part of your crew now, recognized by Quarian law. And remember, an accused is always represented by his or her ship's captain. So, uh, you would actually speak for my defense? I'll do everything in my power to help you, Tally. Thank you, Shepard. I could not ask for a better counselor. Hello and welcome to Squad Goals, a Mass Effect Legendary Edition podcast, where we're discussing our experiences playing through the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. My name is Nick Zelenkevich, and I'm joined by Chip Locke. Howdy, Space Cowboys. And Corey Kurabara Treadway. Greetings from space, all you machines. And this is episode number 38, and we are finally back on our, our goal of finishing talking about all the loyalty missions in Mass Effect 2. This time we are going to talk about the Tally Loyalty Mission and the Legion Loyalty Mission. Uh, since last episode, we just had Legion join our party. And we waited this long to talk about the Tally Loyalty Mission because her being Quarian have a special relationship with the Geth since they kind of created them. Well, th- kind of, they did. Did, did and- something happen? <laughs> We're going to bring Legion. Well, some of us are going to bring Legion. I I was too impatient. I w- I love Tally's loyalty mission. Uh, when we announced the podcast and we're like, yeah, we're going to play through all the games again. I was like, yes, I can't wait to get back to the Quarian Flotilla. That is one of my favorite parts of the the series. And so when I got the chance, I was like, well, I could like jump across the galaxy and do the next mission, or I could just go like one little thing over here and just hit the Quarian Flotilla once hmm. in the area. I did. I was impatient. I couldn't wait to get Legion and do this, even though as I'm going through it, I'm like, oh my God, this must be so interesting to do this with Legion in your, in your team. <laughs> so we'll get into that. We'll get into that in a moment. Um, but let's go ahead first and let's hear about what happens uh, when uh, you do Tally's loyalty mission. Shepard accompanies Tally to the Quarian flotilla where she has been told she is on trial for treason. 
they arrive and she learns that she is accused of sending living geth parts to the flotilla. She admits to sending inactive geth parts to help her father. She is then greeted by Admiral Shalaran Vastanbe, a member of the Admiralty Council and an old family friend. Shalaran informs Tally that she is now recognized as Vast Normandy, a bad sign, and that her captain, Shepard, will be her defense counsel. They enter into the trial already underway. Three admirals will decide Tally's fate. Admiral Garrel, who is friendly and sympathetic to Tally, Admiral Chorus, who is strident and opposed to Tally, and Admiral Zen, who is cold and undecided. Geth have seized the Alarai, the ship where Tally's father was working on his project. Shepard and Tally are tasked with retaking the Alarai in an attempt at exoneration. Shepard and Tally have a moment to chat with the various quarrying at the trial and then head for the Alarai. Aboard, they find several Geth and no survivors, including Tally's father. After defeating the Geth, Shepard and Tally find the evidence that Tally's father was experimenting, trying to hack Geth consciousness. Tally begs Shepard not to use the research as evidence in the trial, and Shepard must decide how to best represent Tally. If Shepard cannot get Tally acquitted, she will be exiled from the flotilla for the rest of her life. They return to the trial, Shepard pleads the case, and the Admiralty Board makes their decision. Okay, so... I know you guys, you guys waited to bring Legion, correct? You brought Legion with you on this mission? I did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, the first time I've ever done this. Same. So how did that go? I mean, it's a little little rough in the sense that it certainly doesn't start well. Um, there are, uh, you know, for folks listening, if you, like Nick, were like, no, I want to get to Tally right away. First of all, I don't blame you. Second of all, there are plenty of, of excellent YouTube videos that, that cover this. But um, the Quarians are really unimpressed when you bring, you know, an active Geth on board. Well, especially considering what we're here for is because... Tally's on trial for bringing live Geth technology, and we bring an actual Geth onto the ship with him. <laughs> right, kind right. of doesn't make you put a good light in, in trial. <laughs> yeah, and I think, think about, yeah, that's it's yeah. I think Shalaran, like when you get there, makes a comment like, "What you dummies? Like, what are you doing?" <laughs> or if he, which go ahead, no, Gokura. Yeah, I was say like if you listen to some of those side crew people who are like, she brought a Geth, she's definitely guilty. Yeah. <laughs> But speaking of Shalaran, I do want to shout out uh, Shora Agdashglu. I'm pretty sure I'm getting her name slightly wrong there, but she is fantastic in that role. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That I mean, and she's like a character actor. She's been on a ton of shows and stuff. I think she was most recently on The Expanse, uh, among other things. Uh, but she just, and also she's in Destiny too. I think she was uh, the future War Cult uh, yes, gender she, voice. Yeah, that's I th- yeah. I think you're right. Actually, I believe that's correct. She, but I mean, in this role here, I mean, as far as playing the, you know, like the concerned aunt, basically, which is her role here. I mean, she, she nails it out of the park. She's definitely one of, again, she's, she's one of my favorite characters in the game. So, you know, when I say like, I was very excited to go visit the Corian flotilla, like, you know, she's one of the reasons right up there. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you get to like, so ultimately great, uh, great character development with her and Tally, just how you, she's like known Tally since she was born. She said they, oh, yeah. they shared suits together. Right. Yeah. I mean, because you get some nice backstory about like how exactly does like quarry and birthing work? <laughs> like, and mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, you know, how, how like, oh, no, like they have to like kind of, you know, share some suits with, with the different people and, and, and get synced up like that. And it's like a yeah, whole process. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and they don't automatically wrap them in there. They before they grow mature, they they keep them like bubbles, and then you have to earn you earn your suit. Hmm. Yeah. It reminds me a lot well, of like the Bubble Boy Seinfeld episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder too, like if they sell. Well, I, actually, do they? I, I guess uh, Quarians like get pregnant, right? Like they carry in their, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like Seems their, like their abdomen. So, do they sell like modified suits that like have like a bulge in the belly region? They they must. They must like custom make them. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, but they must have them. Probably like tailoring or patching you can do to your suit to uh, make it. You know, either that or just like when you're expecting you you. That's a good point because yeah, I mean, I, I I feel like suit changing. I mean, they change their suits. They get out of their suits periodically. Like they definitely yeah. acknowledge that this is a thing they can do. So not, not I, I imagine not often, but I, I imagine like once you're expecting, you know, once you get that cool little red stripe, um, you have like a maternity suit. That must be harrowing because just in general, you figure like, okay, like, you know, you, you get, I guess you get used to being, you know, sort of like, okay, I have to be very careful about taking the suit off and engaging with the outside world. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like this whole discussion here, it has like a different tone to it in the era of a pandemic as opposed to prior to that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, then like when you know, like, okay, now I'm pregnant. And so it's like, now that's going to be an extra burden on my uh, immune system. And that's something else I have to factor into my general health, you know, not, you know, plus also now you're, you're, you know, breathing and, yeah. right. you know, absorbing, absorbing the atmosphere for two, basically. Yeah. So. And I think like from, the, only, from the way they do things too, that none of this stuff is accidental either. Cause they have, they have, they, like there's times that they want more population times that they want no population. So, you know, if you're going to get pregnant, you're going to be pregnant. There's, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of accidents. Yeah, I, I I think well, just the fact in general that like you have to take the suit off to begin with. It's not like you, mm. you know, right? I mean, you'd have to get like. Is, I mean, I suppose you could still have like a drunken hookup with a quarian, but like I feel like you have to really get the quarian drunk to to get to the point where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm I feel like taking the suit off and staying awake through all that or something. I don't know. It's yeah. No, I, th- I think that's true. I, I imagine, yeah, I mean, I imagine like the, I, so I have to look at this and say like most pregnancies are going to be meticulously planned. Yes. Um, you know, like family planning, obviously. And, and I, I don't know that they ever cover this, but I I'm kind of feel like they do. There's got to be on the flotilla. I, I feel like there has to be some like sort of social controls for rate of pregnancy and, and things like that because they've got to exercise pretty strict population control yeah like they, yeah. they did have a there's a small bit of dialogue where they, they they say that there's how they control that i forget where it's at. i think it's actually in this mission but there is okay. one that talks about that how they actually have to have strict strict guidelines for are we are, since there's not enough space you got to make sure you have enough space for everything but right if too many corians have died you've got to replace this Right. And exactly. Yeah. It's like you have to have not too many, but not too few, and you've got to to keep that planned out. Yeah, because like the the main ship you're on right now, if you notice how huge it is, it's their it's a gigantic ship because it's where they make most of their food. Mm-hmm. That's why there was a lot of nature. And it's like like unlike a lot of other ships, there was a lot of uh like grass and like kind of natural things inside, as well as if you looked at all the side panels, there was no empty space. 
everything had like they were like like uh, items being like tied storage. Every bit of space was being used for something. Right. Yeah. No. the The ship gives you a good impression of what it's like. I think to be stuck on a. I mean, it, it, it's stuck in a like a. Almost, I guess it's not really a biosphere, but it's kind, it kind of is. I mean, it's. I mean, this is their home. This is where they've been living. This is all they do. They don't have a planet, so you know, this is where they just are for you know the last was like five hundred years, three hundred years, three hundred years. Yeah, like over three hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Long time. Yeah. So that yeah, they, they've certainly gotten good at it. I mean, you have to you have to think that the flotilla and I this I'm pretty confident is in the lore. The flotilla has grown since they evacuated Rannoch, right? Like they've they've their population has grown slowly and they've added more ships and, and whatnot. Uh, but yeah. that they've their society appears to have learned how to manage this. But yeah, I mean, pregnancy is going to be really hard. And so, yeah, that bond that Shalaran had with Tally's mom must have been tight, you know, for them to, like, link up suits and go through just all of the planning of, of, you know, her mom being pregnant um, and Shala being her, you know, her BFF or whatever and setting aside the time to to be sick and to be with her there and, and do all of that, like, you know. It is also super convenient, and it makes sense because I mean, her dad being the admiral of the fleet, and then her aunt being on the council of the fleet, like it makes sense. Like, oh yeah, like Tally is completely connected and hooked up with friends in all all the high places, um, which is also part of the reason she's in trouble. But um, yeah, it is it, it is convenient that uh, that Shalaran is is on the on the council, even if she doesn't actually. Because she, she recuses herself from making the decision, like she, she leaves it to the other, the other three members of the council that you have to go negotiate with to kind of get their vote. Mm-hmm. So, so how did you guys? So I guess what did you guys think of the other members of the council? As far as there's, uh, Chorus and uh, and Geral and and Zen, I believe those are the three members. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean Tally's dad, who, uh, well was a member of the council but hey what are you gonna do um i i like this this was this was i think one of the big points of intrigue in this mission it's why it's also one of my favorite missions in mass effect 2 is because you learn so much about the quarians it's so densely packed with with that political intrigue of the different council members positions and they do a really nice job i don't think this is going to be too big of a spoiler they they set this up, like they tee this up really well as you go into Mass Effect 3, where surprise, there's Quarians in that game too. Um, and and so it's really worth your time to have come and done this mission and get the backstory of all of the admirals and sort of their leanings and proclivities. And and, uh, and I feel like all three, really, I Shala, I don't know. I actually feel like in, in a sense, like her sort of motivations and background are, are the weakest of the four admirals that you meet. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a nice job setting up like, here's what Zen stands for. Here's what Chorus stands for, right? Like you you get a very quick, fat, you know, intro into like Zen is a basically a mad scientist, for example. Yeah, wants to, wants to use the GF and make him useful again to us. Right, Whereas right. Chorus has like a... Like hey, we we made these we made these creations. Why like we should we kind of try to kill them? So it's of course they try to chase them off the planet. You know, we right. shot at them. They have descended themselves. And girls like you know, screw it, kill them all, take her back our planet. 
Yeah, girls like standard, you know, machismo military dude. Um, and that makes sense, right? And and it, it's really cool too when they talk about what parts of the fleet they oversee, and and you know, it all it all ties together really nicely. I found Chorus the most relatable and and sort of the most sympathetic, um, because I feel like he has also read all the sci-fi I've read. You know what I mean? Like he understands the the philosophical uh you know issues around creating life and then and how do you treat that life and everything so yeah well uh, go ahead no go core like i was just saying like my public i i sympathetic with course like it was kind of weird because like he's hostile to tally he's not does not on our side but one thing that's kind of nice about him is he also saying like he doesn't he's not doing this because he hates tally or wants to throw him the bus he just more of just doesn't like us just going through and making weapons just to destroy the geth but on the other hand, I'm like, I feel like he's going too extreme about it. The same with Grell. I think they're both going too extreme on each of the issues. It's like, we need to compromise on this, guys, because, yes, probably should get, probably try to figure out how to get along with the Geth, but also probably want your planet back. It's a nice planet. Right. Having actual ground to walk on is probably pretty good, one imagines. Well, especially ground that doesn't require you to wear a suit all the time. Mm-hmm. But the the one thing that I like is that when you go and you talk to the three of them and you get their initial impressions, like Chorus, like you, as, as you pointed out, Kara, like he comes off as hostile to Tally, even, even though like, you know, as, as you get to know him, you realize like he's actually a decent guy. Like he just kind of has his stance and he just happens to be opposed to Tally on this issue. It's unfortunate, but he actually seems like the nicest of the three once you get mm-hmm. to actually kind of get past that a little bit. I think. Um, but. It, that's one of the things I really like about his character is that I, I think that he, you know, morally occupies, in my view, a, a pretty solid high ground. But he's also very obviously politically savvy. Like, he looks at Tally, you know, not he's looking at her and her predicament and, you know, what her father's up to and saying, I don't approve of this. I think it's frankly bad for our society. And politically, I'm going to use this as a wedge to to push my view of the issue. So it's like yeah. he's sympathetic and he has a lot of empathy, I think, but he is also not a dummy. Like, he, you know, he knows how to play the game. And I, I really like the way that they built his character. Yeah. Do, do you guys like his ship? The Quib Quib? Oh, uh, <laughs> everybody loves a Quib Quib. <laughs> everybody loves the Quib Quib, but the, the best part is, is the, when he says, the, at least it's not named, and then he lists two other names that. Like of course they could have called it that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But was it the uh, the, the Vos Deferens and the Vos? Uh, oh God, yeah. What, what was the other one? Can't remember the other one. But uh, could have been it. Could have been the ectomy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It might have might have been actually. Let me see. I don't think sure it was, it but that's a good joke. Kind of wish it had been. So- Check yeah, it. no, they do. Yeah, it is ectomy. Is it ectomy? Defer- oh, it is. Yeah, oh, the, damn. All right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know what's interesting about the name, the Quib Quib, actually? I was just looking at this in the trivia section. Apparently, it's the name is from a book series, the Berserker series. They're based on these things called these, these self replicating spaceships, are called Quib Quibs. You keep destroying them, they just keep replicating. Okay. Huh. Which is kind of like the GAF, so. I, quib quib is one of those sort of like George Lucas sounding things, uh, you know, like one of those ridiculous bits of Star Wars yeah. lore. 
like when you hear about jizz whalers or whatever, right? Like, it's like, this can't be, oh my God, that's real. Okay, fine. Right? Um, I, I get the feeling you've been following the same uh, Boba Fett Twitter threads that I have. It's entirely, I learned about, I learned about the jizz whalers. I, this is probably going to get us an E, an undeserved E tag. Uh, but yeah, I learned about the jizz whalers like a few weeks ago and it's still, I'm having a really hard time keeping it straight here talking about this, but like Google it. It's a real thing. It's, absolutely hilarious if anyone listens to clan of three be sure to send them an email telling them like do an episode on the jizz whalers (laughs) we will see (laughs) (laughs) no but the one thing that i do like is on its face like putting aside the whole fact that like chorus you kind of come around come around on chorus or at least you get to understand chorus like you go you get your little quick sum up of the three and it's like okay so there's there's five admirals one of them is tally's dad who's missing one of them is uh Shalloran, who's recused herself and then there's there's the other three who are gonna have to vote so okay three you just need to get two out of the three to, to win and so you go and of course chorus is like yep nope i'm against you and then you go to talk to Garol, and he's like, oh, no, we're good. I got your back. Mm-hmm. And then you go talk to Zen, and she's just kind of like, you need to win me over. I don't know where I stand yet. And it's so it, it, they they balance it very well as far as making the numbers work out that you it is up in the air. You don't know how it's going to go, even when you actually go on the mission to, to you know, recover the evidence and see if you can re- rescue Tally's dad and whatnot. It's, um, you know, it's very well set up from their standpoint. But the other thing I like, too, is that. If you made certain decisions earlier in the game, then certain characters are, st- are are hanging out around the trial. You get to talk to them. Uh, Vitor, who uh, you may recall from way, way back, was like the very first quarry we met in Mass Effect 2. Because um, actually, no, I guess you do meet Tally before you meet Vitor. But he's in that he's in that very first mission uh, when you you go to check out the one colony where everybody was abducted, and he's just sitting there. Uh, watching all the screens of uh, all the collectors abducting everybody. Yeah, kind of having like a, so, you know, a weird episode. Yeah, and so he he's there, uh, you know, somewhat recovered, although st- still a little bit stressed out over what he went through. Oh, which it, makes it's, sense. it's post-traumatic stress. It's gonna it's gonna be, take a lot of heal. It's that's even the yeah. alien heals like he at least has help. And had like a do- had a, do- a Korean doctor to help him out. So it's got the road to recovery. Not in the right state of mind to really help Tally, but still. At least gives him some support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, and if you give, like, if you let Cerberus take him, it goes uh, worse, let's just say. Which I, I think all three of us, sense. all three of us did not do that. Um, but yeah, if you, if you let Cerberus take him in for questioning, it's, and, and your reception uh, at the fleet is also a little bit worse for that as well. That makes sense. Yeah, because you handed one of their citizens over to right. a, a, a human militia yeah. group, basically. Similarly, so, yeah. if you let, um, uh, oh, what's that? That cat's name? Uh, the guy that you meet when you pick up Tally. If you if you let him okay. die, uh, Cal Rigor. Cal Rigor. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, if you, you let him die, that's not good. Well, yeah. Also, that he's not there if you let him die. Well, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, if he's I get- there and he has your back, like it's yeah. Yeah. If he's there after he's dead, we've got some other problems. Very true. Very true. But. Yeah, so how did it play? I'm trying to think. Is, is there anything else before uh, anything else to notable with the Quarians before we, we head over to the ship where we find her father? Or I think that that's most of it, right? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that's mostly it, right? Like, I mean, you, you just just that sort of pl- I, it, the whole setup is terrible, right? Like, you you get on to uh, you get to the flotilla and you, you don't know. Like nobody tells Tally, like, "Hey, you're going to be on trial," or what she's on trial for, and and that, I, I mean, how do y'all feel about that strategy from Shala? Like, is, is it? Because I I still think it kind of sucks. What do you What do you mean? What's What's what? She says, like she says to you when you get there, like I didn't want to tell you beforehand. I needed you to look surprised. Uh, yeah, that part. Yeah. yeah, that didn't really come off to me very well. Like I understand what she was going for. Like want to make it really, like I feel like she was coached or anything, but I feel like the the natural surprise really just could be done better, you know? Because right. now Callie's got to try to defend herself while also being like, "Oh, my dad's in danger." Great. That's uh, you're, yeah. when you have something like that and you're thinking the worst. Your mind is not in the best place. That's not the best place to try to defend yourself on a trial. Well, right. even even then too, like, and I know, like, as a society, I'm sure they're used to dealing with the suits all the time because they have been. But it's not like you can see like the look on her face when she's shocked. Like, all you have is what she says in her body language, which I mean, it's not nothing. But you know, I feel like if she, you know, if they were doing this in some kind of situation where she wasn't wearing the helmet, that they could see like her eyes go wide or something along those lines. Um, that might have been a little more justifiable. I mean, it's not. It's not the greatest of tactics. It's, it, it, but then again, she's not a she's not a lawyer. <laughs> like sure. She's a, yeah. She, I mean, she's a politician, and so I, I could kind of see why it seems like a a kind of blunder she might make. Yeah, it's just it's it's interesting. Like I can I can see where her head was at, but it's also like, oh, this was maybe not the right course. Too late now, though. Well, yeah. Right. So yeah, so Tally and Shep- Shepard and and. Presumably, Legion head over to the Alari to check for Tally's father oh. and uh, find out what's going on. Before we do that, I still think it's funny when you have Legion there and they're doing the trial. He's just sitting in the he's just sitting among the gaff, just month the month of Corey, just sitting on his butt, just going do to do to do. I'm like. I just feel like, yeah, like, like, why is there a gif right here? <laughs> right. Why would they? So there's there are some places in this mission where you bring Legion and it's it's a little clumsy. It's kind of like, uh, I don't think that you would allow this to happen. But there's also some really fun moments like you bring Legion and Zen is like, hey, can I dissect you? And Legion is like, I would prefer not actually. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Maybe later. <laughs> so. So you head over to the Alari, that's the ship that her father was working on. And the one thing that I thought was interesting is that it looks kind of like a relay. Like it's got that kind of like circular mm. end and then like the the rail kind of going alongside it. It's, I mean, it's obviously not a relay, I don't think, but it has that odd general shape to it. I just thought that was interesting to note. Um, and then, yeah, that's when Tally finds that, you know, her father died and everything and you you fight through all the geth there and whatnot. Well, um, well, not just that. Like, that's like we find him dead and it's horrible. But we also see a bunch of other final messages from other Quarians, and some of them are like awfully painful. Just saying goodbye to their sons, daughters and other loved ones. It's just like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. You get the feeling what happened there was not intentional and also not, uh, you know, it was, it was very much a massacre. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It did not go down well. Yeah. And so. You know, once you're done there, you find his research and then, you know, Tally has to make the choice as all of, you know, most of these loyalty missions seem to where, you, you know, you ca- Shepard has to influence the character as far as how are we going to handle this, this here. Uh, what did you guys decide to do with uh, Tally's research? 
or uh, her father's research? I mean, nobody knows about it. I yeah, I honored Tally's wishes here. <laughs> it's like what research? Yeah, there is because yeah, you find out. Yeah, the problem is that the father's guilty. I mean, he's yeah. straight, he's straight he guilty. was operating on on Geth Tech, and it went bad, and everybody died, and that's kind of what they didn't want to happen. And the so, thing yeah. is, the thing is, he is guilty, but she's not. Like, she didn't know the dumbassery he was up to. She never did anything careless, and and he really screwed her over. Like, I, I this this whole mission really paints a picture of sort of what like an absentee, you know force in her life you know her father was and and adds to like she's spent time previously like in the game and if you talk to her she she talks about like kind of her strained relationship with her father and i think well this to me just added to it and i was like well look i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna out you because your dad sucked right and the bad part is like he didn't even really mean to suck he was trying to do his best to try to get the home world back Trying to find out the best ways where she wouldn't be implemented by like only getting the broken tech stuff that didn't work. Yeah, and he pushed. He pushed it a little too far on this side and got killed. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't like a. He wasn't an actually bad father in the sense that he wasn't. You know, he didn't abdicate his responsibilities on purpose. He didn't. You know, leave to go buy milk and never come back or whatever. Um, he just. You know, he but he wasn't there for his family like emotionally, which which is really unfortunate, and it sucks for her. And and like her pleading, you just please don't tell people. Just just let my father's good name rest. Like please, like that was enough for me. There is a path out of this uh, that is satisfactory, even if you reveal. I believe um, because I, I think if if you reveal the information, but you but she's still not exiled then she's still loyal but it's that's still kind of a crappy outcome yeah especially what kind of a terrible thing to do to your friend also right. it, feels, yeah. it feels super satisfied to go and like like oh what evidence you don't fucking need evidence right exactly yeah you want the truth you can't handle the truth like you don't right. care about this like that that scene where shepherd shouts them down is is so good oh that I played through this mission, uh, like I saved scum and did like as many of the alternatives as I could, because again, like this is one of my favorite things and I kind of wanted to see all the different permutations. And yeah, there's the one where you just rely on like Shepard's Paragon charisma and yeah, he just takes over the courtroom and, you know, you know, kind of like a few good men, like you're saying, and he just dominates and says to everybody, like, basically like you're better than this. You don't need this evidence and shouts oh. him down. But the one that I thought was interesting is I went with the option where like, what if I do that? But he doesn't do he, like he goes by his normal, ineffective shepherd charisma <laughs> and not his. Oh, I've seen this. I've, I've super seen paragon charisma. And oh, it, he it, 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 it was interesting because he, he doesn't get the crowd over. But what happens is that Cal Rieger and Vitor start shouting out and they win the crowd over for him. Which oh. is so, why it's imperative that you have them up right. in case you, you know, have not done a good job of maxing your, your Paragon or, or Renegade. Right. Because the one thing I didn't get to see is if you do that and they're not there. <laughs> if you sold out Vitor and let Rigor die, then I'm pretty sure like, yeah, then it just She gets exiled. Shepard does yeah, she but, gets exiled. I also thought they made a everybody a great point though. It's basically like this entire trial had nothing to do with Tally. It was all about their little little small stuff they're having with the either 
do we get it along with the gift? Do we take away the home world? Like, right. And that's it. Exactly. Like, right. They're, they're having infighting. They're using, like I said, I mean, like chorus is, is, and not just chorus, they're all using this as like a wedge issue to, to advance their own agendas. Mm-hmm. And Tally's just an, un, uh, just a pawn in it. Which, and the, the other thing too is like Tally, Tally's not the one who should be on trial. It should be her father. And they can't put him on trial, so he's dead. Right. So they, you know, they've got her as a proxy, and it's it, it, it's it's a shitty situation that she's in. Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. Like the the council needs to all suck it up and and deal with it. Deal with the problems that are actually in front of them. Not but it's this. it's also so believable, right? Like you see this in real life politics every day. People take you know it's manufactured outrage. You you take something that isn't even really representative of the cause you care about, but you use it to drum up support for your side uh you know because it's you know it's like a third rail kind of issue like it's a hot issue maybe not a third rail but you know it's a hot issue and so politicians do this crap all day every day it it feels very believable yeah the one thing that i thought was interesting is that you also have the option uh where you can just decline to use the evidence and shepherd mounts like no actual defense um and the 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 council's like, well, okay, if you're not going to defend yourself, we're just going to immediately render judgment and find Tally guilty, at which point she's exiled. Uh, she's given six hours to leave. And then, like, when Shepard goes to, like, talk to her at the end, she's, like, she's just dep- straight up depressed. And she's like, well, all right, good. Let's go on the suicide mission so I can go kill myself, basically. Yeah. Like, she's oh. completely, it's completely bad. out of it. And yeah. it's just like, you're just like, whoa. Like, you know, just like a few hours ago, you were, you know, we were joking about you having like, you know, hot flashes in your suit because you were kind of into me. And now you're now you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's rough. Like, it is not good. Yeah. yeah. She she really if she gets exiled, um, she really takes a hit. But then the turnaround is that, yeah, like if if you respect her and you, don't, you know, you don't use the evidence, you keep the evidence quiet and you get her off then hey. yeah she she is like yeah again she, then she gets all kind of like it, 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 not ambiguously flirty but she gets like there's a little bit of like a, a comment and then a pause when she's talking to you and it's like uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know it's like okay you know that's back on all right so we're, we're, we're playing that game again but yeah it's that that post-mission conversation with her it, it can it can either be like uplifting or it can just be a brutally abysmal yeah this is this is one of those that it really uh exemplifies for me why i have a hard time like i've never managed to do a i've never managed to do like sort of a canonically bad playthrough like you'll you'll see a lot of videos of uh uh, you know what happens if you make basically all the worst like most awful decisions in the games and i just can't like i can never bring myself to do it because like i like tally too much i don't want to watch that i'll watch somebody else do it but i don't want to do that to my playthrough right no not to my tally uh, Which I, I really appreciate, for example, that in this, you know, in this sequence, even if you're going pretty hard renegade, you can still use all of that to your advantage to take care of Tally. That's sort of, I guess, the that's the thing about this is like renegade is not necessarily like evil as much as we right. kind of think it's like you're, you're abusing the rules. But like you still get a good outcome or like a, a decent outcome most of the time when you're renegade. It's like if you want to. 
like you have the option sometimes to do something that is just completely wrong. And like I said here, like not defending Tally and just letting her get exiled uh, and, and, you know, basically putting her into a depression is, is you know, that's terrible, but that, that's not the renegade choice. You can still be successful on this mission yeah. and have cho- chosen the renegade option. That's exactly. the ineffective old shattered route. Exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, stepping back for a second, incidentally, uh, are either, I, I'm pretty sure all of us are playing on like normal difficulty or some not, not very hard difficulty setting. Uh, how do we feel about the combat on the Raya? Because I, I feel like, uh, or the Alari, sorry. Uh, I feel like the first time I did it, it felt very cramped and unpleasant. And I, there's a point um right at the end of it where you get like two juggernauts and it's not great uh but curious what your experiences were there i mean i don't think mine was too bad because i had i think had two hackers so oh plus legion we all all, everybody had a hacking ability so i just hacked everybody and so it's like pretty easy yeah i mean it's kind of easy yeah it's not like if you brought you know samaro with you or whatever like somebody who's gonna be pretty ineffectual against a geth I think I might have brought Samara or Zaid, one of the two of them. Okay. Okay. No, I think there was one part, yeah, where the the two the two uh, juggernauts did overwhelm me at least on one playthrough. But um, like I said, I did I did this mission several times, so by the end of it, I was just like, okay, this guy's here, this guy's here, just like I'm running Mm -hmm. through like doing it doing my sleep. Yeah. Because I but uh, that was funny because it's it's like you see the Gef primes like hack you, hack you, you shoot each other, awesome. Right. So any. Any final thoughts then on uh, Tally's mission? Did we talk about the fact that, uh, the, yeah, it's I enjoy it, but we also talked about that Zinn is uh, Claudia Black from Free, from Farscape. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. I also didn't know that. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that's a... Yeah, the, she does a lot of stuff. It's like, I always enjoy hearing her voice there. It's like, I don't agree with you here, but I like hearing your voice actor, so... Hmm, okay. I You know, I never... I mean, Farscape was one of those shows that just didn't make the cut line for me. Um, I heard good things about it, but I didn't watch it when it came out. And then I was like, oh, there's like six seasons of you. I'm not, I'm not doing this. It's only six seasons. Not that bad. I, yeah. <laughs> well, no, the, the, I guess the one thing at the end of the mission is speaking of Zen, that the council kind of knows that you pocketed the information. <laughs> like, like when Shepard's yeah. talking to them, like e- even I think with Chorus, Chorus is like, "So you found something on the ship, right?" And Shepard's like, "No, no." And they're like, "Oh, okay, I see what you're doing. Yeah, no, you didn't. Sure." <laughs> like, and and Zen's the same way. She's like, "I know what you found on that ship, but if you're not going to admit to it, like I'm just going to continue doing what I'm doing anyway." And and you know you, now you've kind of crossed me the wrong way. So if they do come back in. Mass Effect 3 at some point, it'll be curious to see if the decision not to admit to them, because I think Geralt's really the only one you say, like, yeah, we found, or actually, no, I think with Geralt, you still have the op- opportunity not to say anything, but you can be like, hey, we found something, it's bad, we're not telling anybody, so keep it hush-hush. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Geralt, uh, you know, he as we know, he's got Tally's back, so he's not going to say anything, but uh, yeah, you can, the, the other council members are like, okay, we, we know we know you found something and you're not sharing it, and you know, you, yeah. you kind of suck. I'm pretty sure I told Geralt, like, I think, like, I think I've Pretty sure I told Garrett, like, hey, just don't tell anybody, but here's what actually happened. He's like, all right, take this to my grave. <laughs> right. And actually, the, the one other question, did you guys encourage the, because I guess you can also, in your speech, you can kind of encourage the Quarians whether they should continue to go to war with the Geth or if they should try to seek a peaceful resolution. Like, which way did you guys kind of lean on that? Or did you just kind of stay neutral as best you could? I, I believe I, that one. I push for peaceful outcome. Um, oh really? 
Yeah, well, because, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you want war assets. Like, that's been my playthrough style this entire playthrough has been, like, I want war assets. So I don't want these idiots to kill each other. I want them to kill Reapers. Right. That's very fair. Um, well, Shepard makes that point. Yeah. Like, yeah, you guys are going to get each other. You guys are going to get yourself slaughtered, and we need everybody focused on the Reapers. That is exactly the point Shepard makes. Yeah. Uh, interesting side note. Uh in the so uh, several months ago, they released some statistics of the Mass Effect Legendary playthroughs. Uh, this is one of the cooler things that I think they did in Legendary Edition was just adding, uh, you know, adding uh, telemetry to the game. Ninety six percent of players got tally pardoned, and she was exiled in the remaining four percent of playthroughs. So I think we've all got tallies back here. Yeah, that's ridiculously low. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is not like this well, is think, not like the Rachni Queen here. This is not a divisive issue. Like we all look out for Tally. I think that four percent were just people on alternate playthroughs. Like, what happens if I don't? But they I, didn't actually. I think that's right. Go with it. I think that's it exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, going back to Admiral Zen for a moment. Uh, that uh, she f- sends a follow up letter after the mission. Uh, that she went through the Alari and found Rails experiments. Uh, and that she will sideline humanity when the Quarians use their new synthetic army to lead the galaxy. So yeah. She's not messing around. Yeah. I kind of trust her even less with that one because, like, huh, you know, isn't that what caused the problem last time? Probably shouldn't do that. Well, the thing is, now she knows not to do what Tally's father did so she can learn from his mistakes and hopefully, uh, well, not hopefully, I don't, I don't really want her to have a geth army (laughs) so like and this wasn't true for me when i started playing this game and it's it's still not super strictly true for me but as somebody who works at least adjacent to the ai space like i the more i see of it the more i'm like the less i'm sympathetic to her like you need to not be doing this stuff this is all a terrible idea it's gonna end so poorly for you well especially Especially because technically it's already gone poorly. Like you well, already exactly. had the AI rise up and kick you off your planet. And then now you just try to be like, oh, hey, let's see if we can, you know, f- figure something out. And like, no, that just went and got messed up. So, you know, you don't have a great track record here. Well, also the exactly. fact that I'm pretty yeah. sure that uh, the reason AI and stuff is illegal to galaxies is because multiple times they've had, it, they've, had, they've had them rise up. They're like, hey, let's just stop doing this. Yeah, this goes really poorly. It's it's there's ethical issues. There are logistical issues. There's safety issues. Like just don't do it. It's a bad idea. Don't create life. Don't play God. Well, it's like you can create life, but don't try to control it. Well then just don't create it. <laughs> watch that one feature. Yeah, watch that one feature yeah. on my episode where Bender is floating around in space with the little dudes on him and take the lesson from that. Like don't do anything. Leave it alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I think I think that wraps up our discussion of Tally's mission, which I think the consensus consensus is overall that was a pretty good mission. So oh, delightful. Let's yeah. yeah. So let's uh, let's hear about what happens when we bring Legion to cure the uh, Geth heretics. Let's see how that goes. Legion brings Shepard to the old Quarian station that is now home to the hostile heretic Geth. They approached the windowless structure and sneak aboard. Legion hacked the network to keep any alarms to a reduced locality. Legion offers Shepard the decision of rewriting the heretic Geth to support Shepard instead of the Reapers, or just destroying them outright. Shepard and team proceed through the base, a 
avoiding the geth by blowing up their hubs before they can activate. While scanning data, Legion observes that the heretic geth are spying on the peaceful geth and concludes that the geth are now evolving separately. The geth swarm the team while Legion uploads the data to the core. Shepard makes their decision regarding the fate of the geth and then has three minutes to race through waves of geth to escape the station. Afterwards, Tally confronts Legion over him scanning her Omni-Tool, and Shepard yells at them both to stop, as everyone should be focused on the Reapers. I find it interesting that we chose to talk about Tally and Legion on this mission, specifically because of Legion's involvement was why we made that decision. But, you know, in both cases, we kind of go into the belly of the beast, as it were. Mm-hmm. That we go into the, you know, the Quarian flotilla, and we get to encounter the Quarians and get a feel for their culture. And we go into the Geth cube basically is what it is this giant like it's a cube right like a giant ship it's a board cube i'm housed. sorry it's a freaking it's a board cube like i feel uh, like they're not even trying it's to a hide Geth it. cube okay <laughs> sure <laughs> I, I mean and the Geth and the borg are quite different so it's not yeah. you know but i mean it's a cube it's a board cube it, it's yeah, fine yeah but we learn we learn so much about both of their cultures and mm-hmm. it's it's fascinating. I mean, just the the parts where like you see like the the the, the little geth hubs that you have to fight and it's like oh no, like there's like thousands of geths in there and they're just all like offloading into each of the individual units. Like if you you take out the the hub before you have to, you know, fight the geth like right. It's I mean that that's fa- that's fascinating. The whole concept the whole concept of the geth basically existing inside the machines and then not even really being something that you directly interact with. And then when we talked a little bit last time about like even why is Legion called Legion? Because he's, you know, a thousand, you know, thousands of of programs all running together. It's not like he's one individual entity. Yeah, it's also a consensus algorithm. Yeah. Pretty much like the the actual perfect democracy, because for us we can't have it, but they can because they can make decisions in record time. But I love how the ships are those ships like we have no wind, like we go, don't worry about getting close. There's no windows. We have no need for them. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, that's a little creepy. It's, I think I think he, like, Legion is actually like, yeah, windows are a structural weakness, which, I mean, eh, you're not yeah. wrong, I guess. But, yeah, it is, it is kind of, but, well, I mean, why, what do you need windows for? You can put cameras on the outside and see in every angle you would ever want. Right. I mean, yeah, Geth can only, I mean, if you think about it, Geth can only see because they have some sort of approximation to see. Like, they don't sense things natively like yeah they'll put sensors and cameras and whatnot and then they'll they'll still you know yeah it's not like you can sneak up on them just because they don't have a window like well that's kind of what we do (laughs) yeah yeah it is i mean it is kind of what we do which i do find a little weird like i there's again some suspension of disbelief necessary here that we could just kind of like stealth our way up to the geth ship and they're not gonna you know this heretic station and they're not gonna notice we're there by any other means like it seems kind of silly to me. Like you would still want optical. Mon- I mean, I get like, oh, you can say, oh, optical monitoring isn't efficient. Like visible, uh, visible band of the spectrum isn't all that interesting. But I don't think that's actually true. That's a big part of the light spectrum that you probably care a lot about. Yeah. Well, right. I kind of wonder if, like, also, like they figure because like the station basically is in the middle of nothing. We're not in a system. We're literally in just the dark parts of space between systems. Right. So they're like, who the hell's going to come bug us over here? They do mention that. Like, they do mention, hey, we've got a lot of, like, a lot of the, I guess, citizenry on this station or, or whatever. Like, a lot of the people on the, or geth people 
I'm just going to say people because I have a clear point of view here um, on the station are basically hibernating for lack of a better word, because they got to mm-hmm. preserve CPU. They're, they're trying to mine more Bitcoin or whatever. <laughs> In a way, but isn't that kind of similar to what we found on Ilos, where they put all the Protheans and the mm-hmm. little pods and kind of left them hibernating to preserve resources. That, that's kind of what the Gether doing, the same thing. Yeah, yeah. You would and you would imagine that suspended animation for like an AI construct uh, is probably a lot better than, I mean, you, I think you avoid some of the complexities that you have with them. Although, mm. okay, I'm, I would rat hole on this for like 20 minutes, so I'm going to, I'm going to skip over it, but um <laughs> It, it, it's probably in in some ways it's probably much easier to basically suspend the process right just page it all out put it in in you know semi-permanent storage stop burning processing power and then wake it back up later right yeah well i kind of wonder though if, if they do that do they dream or they just stop and then wake up dream of electric sheep yeah <laughs> uh, um I, I, you, you got to think they don't, right? Like if, if it's, if it's analogous to sort of our variants of software, then no, because you have zero cycles. You're not. There's no processing. See, that's what's fascinating. And I know you said you don't want to go down a rat hole, and I might be dragging us down this rat hole anyway. But like it's, again, to compare it to like Ilos, like you've got like when you have a physical body that you put into suspended animation, like okay, like there's no brain cycles going on. Like I guess from a certain perspective, the body's dead because nothing's happening to it. It's just completely in stasis. Sure. But when you've got a process that you've frozen and I guess you've offloaded to storage, it, I don't know. It, it almost I guess it's because once you realize like the entire Geth civilization is inside the server farm, it's it, it, there's a level of abstraction there that makes it a bit harder to. I guess in some ways it's harder to relate to. In some ways it's easier to relate to because then you're like, oh, okay, like everybody's just in the farm. Like I just can't see them because like that's that's mm-hmm. where they are. But at the same time, it's like, well, then there's no physical being of a geth. Like we're we're used to, you know, and that's kind of the big re- reveal with Legion is like we're used to thinking like, you know, here's a geth. That's a thing. Right. That's a, you know, an entity. And it's like it's more than that. Like a geth itself is almost like a city that it's it's so populated with. with Ex- exactly. Know, yeah. It's, it's like a. And, uh, uh, it is. It, it's city's a perfect a perfect analogy because it's a bunch of uh, individual organisms that have built up to a larger sort of symbiotic whole. Right. Yeah. Or, or maybe it's more like the the, the Geth is it, it's a ship. If if you want to think about it, it's like imagine if like you know like like you know humanity had built a bunch of mechs and they could go out like and you know it took like you know mm-hmm. 50 people to pilot a mech or something and and you know so if you fought a race of giant people and they're like okay that mech like that's an individual it's like no actually there's like 50 people inside making this all go and we're all really tiny people um but it, i guess that's the closest analogy i can come up with i don't know yeah Possibly. it it is i mean it's so interesting because if you suspend the process you just stop it time effectively ceases to exist for that in a way that I think like biologically it's a lot harder to make a case for that. Um, and there's like a deep hole of, of bit rot and error correction and all this stuff that you, you still have to care about that is so, sort of analogous to like cells, you know, experiencing radiation and degradation and everything, even when you put somebody in suspended animation. Um, but which, uh, I think don't, don't they go over that a little bit in this where I think, they can check processes and figure out if something's broken. They can fix it. 
but the reason they haven't done it with the heretics yet is because it's not broken. It's just yes. they had a different different calculation than they did. So they can't right. fix it with the normal routines like they do. Right. It's not it's not solar radiation uh or stellar radiation flipping a bit in memory somewhere. It's an agreement. It's it's like a consensus algorithm saying, actually, we think this way and and having just a split. I mean, there's uh, yeah. Well, that's that's kind of the other interesting thing about this is that Legion describes this as like a virus that the Reapers perpetrated on the heretics to get them to, I guess, I guess it's almost like a digital form of indoctrination mm-hmm. that it, you know, it, it, it has some method of converting them over and, you know, we don't understand the mechanics of how it does it to us. It just your brain gets foggy and eventually right. you start having other people's dreams or something. And then before you know it, you're like, oh, hey, let me go blow up a planet for, <laughs> the, you know, in the name of the Reaper. Right. Yeah. But. You know, but, but so, so I mean, I guess it makes sense from his perspective. Like, okay, like I've see, I see these programs. I know they're all good people, except now they're not. So it must be a virus. That's that's you know that's normally what they would consider that to be. You know that that would be because mm-hmm. again, too, I guess you have to remember is that Legion is technically translating what he understands for the Geth into English for us. So it makes sense that like the English word that we would use for that would be virus. Yeah. So, which yeah. again is an, another fascinating similarity i guess with the quarians as it were and that the quarians you know have their weakened well, immune systems and they're always trying to protect themselves and now here you've got a virus itself spreading through the geth that you know they're how, how vulnerable are they in their native state yeah and like the, it was interesting like during during the mission too they, they find a, a new solution where they can repurpose the virus to make them think like the rest of the geth do and not mm-hmm. not worship the reapers but that raises a really interesting question of like, is that actually a good thing to actually like force them to think that way or is blowing them up better? <laughs> I I really like this moment where you get to the end of this this mission or not. not it's not quite the end because you have the actually very cool escape sequence uh, from the ship. But you get there and Legion basically says, hey, so we can destroy the heretics or we can rewrite them. The quote-unquote correct choice here from a war assets aspect is actually fascinating. Um, But you can correct them or you can destroy them. And his consensus algorithms are effectively split. I think they're very, very slightly in favor of a rewrite, if I recall. Uh, But, you know, by like single digits out of hundreds. So it's very low confidence value. Um, And so he basically says it's, it's... an essential deadlock. I don't know what to do. I'm deferring to to somebody, you know, in a completely different uh, domain of expertise or, or existence, really. But it feels, yeah. I mean, th- this feels genuine, right? Like, like having played around with consensus algorithms, leader election stuff, like all, all this stuff in software can work like this, right? If you get a pool of a thousand nodes together and they've all got to pick who's the boss or, or you know, what's the right decision you can have moments where like a defect will come in and 200 out of your thousand nodes will decide that they just don't agree with the other 800 and will go off and do their own thing. And it's very destructive. You, you want to avoid that class of bugs. So uh, I, I really, I mean, as like a software nerd, just I really enjoyed that bit of it. I mean, that's also, I think, representative of what you're seeing with the Geth on a whole, that you've got these heretics, like, they're the ones that are coming into our galaxy and causing trouble. And so when we think of the Geth, we automatically think of the heretics. It never occurred to us, like, oh, no, there are plenty of peaceful Geth behind the veil that are doing their own thing that have no interest in fighting with us. And 
you know, it never occurred to us like, oh, like there could actually be a difference in like Geth society that like there are certain Geth, you know, j- just like with the Quarians again, that, you know, like some Quarians want to make peace, some want to make war, some Geth want to make peace, some want to make war. It's, it's, uh, it's, again, it's one of those little like, oh, hey, like you never thought of it this yeah. way kind of things well, that they and drop And it's a on. huge revelation here because Legion tells you like it's some, you know, outrageous split of like 80, 20 or 90, 10 or something like that, where almost all of the Geth like almost all of guest societies, like we just want to live in the Perseus Vale. We don't want anything to do with you people full stop. And yeah. then you just have this small brand of heretics or branch of heretics that have been indoctrinated effectively by the Reapers and, and want to go, you know, fuck shit up. Yeah. Um, but most of them don't. Yeah, but which, which really, no, no, you say yeah, another interesting thing about them is they're, they've gone for centuries with them all agreeing, thinking the same way. And then some of them broke off and, they said that was okay. They let him go. Mm-hmm. And during the station, they kind of found out they actually were still spying on the rest of the Geth and finding out like ways to corrupt them. And they decided, they're like, wait a minute. They've learned to lie? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, Legion as a, as a moment there. Yeah, because he, he's is he searching the heretic memories. He finds like, oh, wait, how do they know our patrol paths? Mm-hmm. They can only know that if they're spying on us. And it's like, wait a minute. If they're spying on us, that's not great. So it's in a way it almost establishes the heretic Geth like are a threat not just to the like the the the, the natural side of the galaxy you know the the alliance side of the galaxy but also to the the peaceful Geth that they they're really they're really kind of isolating themselves and setting themselves up as a threat to everyone. Well, it's also just saying that another another evolution in their in their processes because they're now more just they're not always going to tell you the truth. Right. They're gonna just, right. They can hide. They're going to hide things. They're going to conceal data. They're not going to give you everything. And that's a little different. Like, it's not just a yes or no anymore. Right. I'm really excited to come back to this when we get to Mass Effect 3. Um, because, spoiler alert again, the GIF feature in Mass Effect 3. Um, but it is it is fascinating, like, the implications of deceit being a new feature that has effectively been introduced through indoctrination. Yeah. Yeah, so not not all the changes that the Reapers bring are good. That's what you're saying. I yeah, shockingly now. <laughs> uh, shockingly few of the of the things Reaper brings are good. Just to say, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's it, it's it's interesting, and this is one of those things too where uh, this this to me felt a bit rushed. It's like you get Legion, and again, since I didn't do the tally mission, like it was pretty much I get Legion, and this was the very the very next thing I did was go on this mission. So you get Legion, you meet about him, you start learning all these crazy facts about the Geth. Then you go to the Geth ship and you start getting all this, like a massive, right. like down, you know, info dump about the Geth and how things are going. And it all just felt very rushed. And it, it's one of those things where it's like, if I had a little more time with Legion, and like we talked about this a little bit last time, like, yeah, you could get Legion a lot earlier and, and take them all over the place. There are, there's a price for that, but you could, like, I feel like some of the, you know, the, these revelations and see, actually getting to watch Legion as he responds to what he's learning. Like he, it's not like he takes this lying down. He, you know, he's legitimately surprised when he's like, wait a minute. Like they can lie. They could, they, you know, yeah. they, they're evolving on a separate path from us. Like, of course it makes sense. Like if you, you know, you stop and think about it for two minutes, like, yeah, you, you have this, you know, these evolutionary beings and you split them in half. Like the groups are going to go their own d- divergent way. But, you know, he's, you know, so he's kind of surprised by this. And I feel like his reactions would have more weight if he had been established more as like a member of the crew. Otherwise you're, it's really, it's just like, okay, this robot I met like 30 minutes ago, he's kind of freaking out here. Okay, so like it doesn't have the same impact on Shepard, I think. 
I, to me, Legion is probably the most compelling character in this game. And that's saying a lot because I like there's so many great characters in this game. But he's so interesting and it is such a it feels like a missed opportunity to give you this character and then for the ideal outcome to say, and you really can't use him much. Uh so I just started a PC playthrough because I don't know. I have problems with this game. Um, and one of the things I want to do on this playthrough is confirm that I can use a save editor to basically say, go do the IFF mission super early, as early as you can, and then just reset it, uh, like flip the bit when you go to finish the game so that nobody dies anyway. Because I want to take Legion everywhere. I want to hang out <laughs> with him. Like, I want to have all that dialogue that I feel like is kind of taken from you. Like, I want him to come on all like the loyalty missions and stuff. I bet he has interesting feedback. You want to show all, all of Shepard's favorite shops on the Citadel. Yeah. I feel like you want to turn this into like Short Circuit with Johnny Five. Oh my God, uh, I love that movie so much. That was a good it's a great movie. Hollywood, remake that movie. Or maybe don't. I don't know. <laughs> don't do that, actually. <laughs> Camille Nanjiani as, as Johnny? Come on. Oh, that's, that's a good casting. Yeah. So... So I guess to get to the, the big question then is how did we decide to deal with the heretics? Grenade. <laughs> really? <laughs> I blew it up. You blew them up. Okay. I also blew them up because like, I, I know the outcome of not blowing them up. Oh, like my, my reasoning was more just like listen to Tally and everything else. Like, because that Tally on there, she's like, you know, it'd be a bad idea to give them a lot more extra geff on their side. Like, that's true. I don't want you guys to have too much to fight over. Also, I feel like, I don't know, death would be preferable than having my, my choices forced on me. Mm-hmm. How about you, Nick? I chose to rewrite them. Okay. Okay. But now I'm regretting that because he's- <laughs> oh, it's not, it's not like a huge, it's not a huge deal, right? Like it's, it, um, we'll talk about it when we get to three. It's, it's, yeah. it's like a minor, it's one of these, like, if you're sort of min-maxing kind of things, you, you can't totally screw yourself over with it. I, I mean, I blew them up because both that was the renegade option and for the outcome that I'm seeking in three, it is the optimal choice. But it is, it's, it, it, there is also like a moral aspect to it. Like, is it okay to modify a person's core programming? And I, I think, I mean, I think the answer to that is no, although yeah. you could make a good argument that it's not because they had a virus and. Yeah. Oh. Well, especially if we consider like the virus to be the act of indoctrination. I mean, technically right. Shepard tried to overwrite Saren's programming by reasoning, by being like, hey, you really shouldn't be working for this Reaper. That's a bad idea. It didn't work, but it, you know, you tried it. Right. So, well, I mean, I also felt like it was a paragon. It's not quite the same. Well, kind of, but I felt like kind of the paragon option because throughout most of this game, we've been like, not one of people's choices been forced on them, have their minds being like changed. Like, this is basically the same thing. Regardless of any, our degeneration on the, uh, the heretics, it's still forcing them to do, make this choice, like not giving them the choice. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course, blowing them up is not giving them any more choices at all. But that's true. Um, yeah, I, I but I, I think there's a good argument to be made for both. And it's funny because I'm thinking about this in the context of Final Fantasy 14, uh, where you have this vaguely similar process in the story called tempering, uh, where you have like the demigods in the game, like super quick for, for people who don't play, which is I don't know how much of our audience, but like 
you have these demigods in the game that basically indoctrinate people. They, you know, they make them thralls to to the to the demigods to the primals. And in fourteen, they have a very nice feel good. Like, hey, we can just fix this. Like, we can heal these people. And I think that's what you want to go for with this. You know, let's let's cure, let's rewrite the heretics. But if you, you know, if you just take those two words, like there's one is like, I can heal you, or the other is I can rewrite you. And they have, they feel like they have very different implications. The one question I have is that Legion is surprised when he finds out that the, the heretic geth are sort of evolving in their own path. And he's the one that told us originally, oh, it's a virus that made them think the wrong way. We just have to, you know, fix the virus. Could he have been wrong about that? Like, what if it's, like, these heretic geth, like, they went off and then, like, they just naturally came to whatever conclusion, mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, well, I, you know, I, yay Reapers. I think that actually is what happened. I think that is literally, they went down a different path. Like, we were talking about, we talked about before, it's like, they, when you go down a different path, like, you, technology changes, they wanted to make their own path, but everybody make their own path. This time they decided to but, try the Reaper path. Right. Yeah. And so he, he's looking at, so he's looking at it, he's like, oh, okay, like, you know, they made this decision. Clearly, that's not right. So they must have been affected by something, and it's like, no, actually, that that they were fine all along. We're, so even though it sounds like, well, we're going to rewrite the virus, like we're going to put them back to the way that they were, the way that they should be, we're actually writing them the first time. We're going in mm-hmm. and actually making a change. They've been completely on, autonomous. You could say wrong, but they've been completely autonomous on their own, and now we're coming in, and it's not like we're fixing a wrong from before, you know. And then the whole argument becomes: Do two wrongs make a right? Now we're coming in, and we're just completely wrong from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, screw what you believe, follow us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, uh, so one thing that happens after the mission, too, is that uh, when you return, Tally and Legion are having an argument um, because, uh, I guess, Legion was scanning Tally's Omni-Tool, and Tally didn't like that, and it turns out that he was scanning it, looking for evidence that the Quarians were going to attack the Geth. And so Shepard has to, you know, tell them to calm down and, and suck it up and, and work together. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So even if you bring them each on each other's missions, they still don't trust each other. It also makes sense. Like, like he, he went to scan it. He detected that she was going to, like, tell them about what happened with the heretics. And then they're planning to, they were going to plan to attack, attack the regular Geth. And he's like, oh, I need to warn, warn the rest of the Geth that they're going to attack us, which would start another war, which is. Probably not what we want right now. Exactly. And it's like, well, I'm like, hey guys, like, I got it. Tally, listen, you're trying to kill us people. Do the same thing we try to kill your people. You do the same thing. Calm down. Don't sit attack lead. It's that bad. And then there's a few other there's a few other things you can learn by talking to Legion after the mission. Uh he talks about Sovereign. Uh you can find out that Sovereign was actually named Nazara and that Sovereign was monitoring radio transmissions. And then it reached out to the Geth when it heard they were fighting the Quar- the Quarian. And Legion is actually able to quote Sovereign directly. Um, it basically sounds like he's playing like a, a recording back of Sovereign. But like he sounds exactly like Sovereign when, when he quotes him. Mm-hmm. And so- Sovereign also had multiple programs or consciousnesses inside of it. Uh, and that's where Legion found the name Nazara. So so the the Reapers are very similar to... Like, if it makes sense though for something that big, like yeah. like Sovereign, we thought it was a ship. Like a ship would be helmed by a crew of several people. So even as a 
even as a an AI that it would have several different programs inside mm-hmm. of it. So well, also the the, the, Reap, the Reapers do get more complex from this. Yeah. Well, also the name is also very indicative of Sovereign's role. Nazar is Turkish for the one who observes or the one who sees, which is what Sovereign ah. was doing the entire time, watching the galaxy ready for the Reapers to invade. So, so the Reapers come from Constantinople or Istanbul. Well, now that's in my head. <laughs> so any any final thoughts on Legion and his mission? Because that's yeah, he's he he is fascinating. Oh, I got more to talk about. It's just the whole the whole thing about 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 a sovereign being a, a country, a city having like a lot of programs inside of him is very indicative of our uh, next episode coming up. So yes, that is true. That is true. Well, one other thing I want to mention too is that. Uh, Again, talking to Legion, uh, Legion's able to connect to Edie at one point, and he plays the, a recording from the first time that a Geth frightened a Quarian, because a Geth like turns to a, like it's, it's I guess it's Quarian master. And it's like, do I have a soul? And she just like starts screaming like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> like, I, f- I feel so. like we've I've had this last I've heard. It's like, am I alive? Do I have a soul? It's like, oh no, burn it. Yeah. Oh yeah. We we we. I mean, we could do a whole. We could do a whole probably one or two episodes on on the crazy history of the Quarians and the Geth and like who you know who was right or who was wrong we won't we'll, we'll keep just talking through the games but it could happen the only thing I had that like I like bug me during this mission that I forgot to mention when we were on the ship is why is there paths that you can walk over that trigger Geth what is that why is there code lines seriously <laughs> suspend your disbelief yeah, I know. It's just that was the only thing that kind of bugged me in that mission. I'm like, I really should. Uh. It is silly. It's it's weird. I always, honestly, on those on that part of the mission, I I just trip them right away and shoot stuff. I, I have no patience for it. Right. All right. Well, I think that's gonna wrap us up for this episode. Next time we should be. Well, next time we we've now done more than two missions without uh, with 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 the Reaper IFF being. Uh, onboarded onto the system so next time we're gonna find out what happens when the reaper iff is uh is working i guess we're gonna we're gonna check that out clock's ticking uh, exactly so thank you to Jarrett for producing and editing and thank you for downloading and listening we are at squad goals n7 on twitter also at the mash network find us on facebook at facebook.com slash mash those buttons also youtube at youtube.com slash mash those buttons chip where can people find you you can find me on twitter and twitch uh my handle is at wd that's the word double y-e-w-d-e-e and here on the MASH Network on Wondrous Tales, where, spoiler alert, I talk about Final Fantasy XIV with my two wonderful co-hosts every two weeks. Kura, where can folks find you? They can follow me on Twitter at Kurabars, K-U-R-A-B-A-R-S, or on twitch.tv slash Kurabara, where when I am not de- living at work, I will play some games for people, maybe. You can follow me every week talking about Apex Legends on Dropping Spicy, and you can follow us on Twitter at Dropping Spicy. And I am at WookieBH on Twitter. You can also find me here on the Mash Those Buttons Network on WoW Talk, talking about Warcraft news and guild management, and also on the Torn and the Goblin, talking about Warcraft story and lore. Join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at mash.gg slash discord, and email us your thoughts or questions at squadgoals at mash.gg. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can. Visit mtb.gg slash support to see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons and all our great podcasts including on Patreon, where for as little as $1 a month, you can gain early access to content as well as to Patreon-exclusive content. You can also check out our Humble Bundle affiliate link as well as our PayPal one-time donation link over at mtb.gg support. 
And stay tuned to hear about other shows on the Mesh Those Buttons Network. For Chip and Kura, I'm Nick, and I should go. See you, Commander. This is my favorite podcast on the network. I'm ready for some suicide mission. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out mashthosebuttons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at patreon.com mashthosebuttons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash the Mash Network, facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord.